What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bird's Nest Podcast. Got a great one for you today. Return of our longtime missing co-host, Dean. He's finally back after six long weeks. We got an amazing interview that Jordan did on Sunday with the Director of Business Development for the Thunderbirds, Charlie Ragusa. It's an awesome interview, and we're going to talk a little bit about the game on Sunday and touch on some other things. Let's go. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm here with my usual co-host, Jordan. What's going on? How are you? And we have a co-host that's been here from the beginning. He's been missing for about six weeks now, though. Dean, introduce yourself to the people. Super excited to be back on the show. Uh, I've been at sea for the last six weeks, but uh, great to be in the studio with High Button Sports, so really happy to be here. Where the hell you been? You say you're at sea. What do you mean? So I work for the Coast Guard, and uh, we actually just brought a, brought a brand new uh, boat through the Panama Canal and stopped in Miami for a bit and got Ooh. to spend some time in the sun there. So, yeah, it was a hell of a trip and one that not many people get to do uh, at this age anyways. Very cool. Nice. So it sounds like you, had, you saw an NBA game while you were there? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Mavericks and versus the Heat. Nice. nice. Heat took the W, so that was a pretty good hometown, game. First NBA game. Crew, yeah. So you're a Heat fan now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even really a basketball fan, but I enjoyed it for sure. Nice, right nice. On. Do you want to just jump right into the game here? Do you, Tyler, you saw it. You were there. Yeah, I was, I was there. Myself. there. Yeah. Dean, you were working? I was working. I yeah. caught the highlights. So. Nice. Very good. So obviously the trend has kind of been uh, getting themselves into a little bit of a hole to start, but that wasn't, that wasn't the case because yeah. they were leading at the half and after, or sorry, at the end of the first quarter and at the half. Um, so yeah, I thought they got off to a way better start. That was one thing. Yeah. We talked last week about them playing uh, a full 60 minutes. That's what they needed to do. And I felt like they did that. They, they really came out from the get go and uh, just came out awesome. They played a great all around game. That's exactly what they needed. Yeah. So um well, I just I don't know where you guys want to start, but I had the goaltending stats written down right off the bat because I thought I th- you know it was a very close game, could have gone either yeah. way. Um, Matt Vince from Buffalo, fifty four shots, and Warren Hill as well, fifty four shots. So uh, f- uh, forty three saves for Matt Vince and forty five saves for Warren Hill. Obviously, the two goal difference, but uh, you know I thought both of them were spectacular, but Hill just. I don't know how many times I heard that king of the hill, yeah. king of the hill. <laughs> yeah, they do They're that. Doing that now. <laughs> yeah, Dean. I guess Dean wouldn't know that. But. So what they do? <laughs> like, I've seen the videos. Yeah. Oh, was this a video? Okay, yeah, there was a couple of videos out there. Okay. Yeah, if, I mean, king of the If you hill. haven't been there, when he makes a big save, the the announcer says king of the, and then the crowd says hill. Ew. And it's been getting progressively louder. Yeah, people I, are catching on to what's going on. I, I feel it. like they're kind of doing it. A little too much. <laughs> I noticed it was kind of like by by the fifth or sixth time they did it, I was kind of like, okay, maybe. I don't maybe know how big of a fan I am of it, but it gets the crowd engaged, and so that's what that's what they want. Yeah, yep. and there's so been a lot of cool. chatter about it on social media too. So. Yep. Exactly. Getting the yeah, getting the views anyway. Yeah. So uh, for them. Withers again, though, twenty-two for twenty-four. Twenty-two for twenty. I saw that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Jason, and then. Uh, well, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Chet Konechny. He got in his second game. Um, he played, I believe, was it against Buffalo the game before? He's played Yeah, he got in a Buffalo. few games ago there, yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, from Churro, Nova Scotia. Yep, so, he's the cool. former Lacrosse, Nova Scotia technical director. He's the current Lacrosse, New Brunswick technical director. Ooh. So, yeah, he's very involved with the game. It's cool to see him play in his hometown. And there was kids with – did you see the signs with his yeah, name? Yeah, I saw one sign, yeah. Yeah, so that was that's really cool to have, you know, him in the lineup um, from being around here, obviously. Yeah, it's got to be a good feeling. Yeah. Anything? But just to touch on Warren Hill, you know, he, he did have a couple games where he struggled and uh, – you know, Dubinsky had to step in uh, for a little bit there. But uh, overall, throughout the season, he's been there. Uh, uh, we've been able to uh, rely on him uh, throughout the season. So uh, definitely, I think he's one of the best goaltenders in the league, and we're uh, definitely grateful to have him. Yeah, that might have been his best game last night. He made some phenomenal saves. Yeah, he was he was unreal. Um, Vince, like you said, Vince was – he was great in the last game. We, the last two games we played against him, too. He's just – He's going to be one of the top goalies in the league. Matt Vince sure. is definitely a hell of a goaltender, too. Yeah. Um, Cody Jameson, though, nine points, three goals, six assists. 
unbelievable huge, huge. he yeah he scored uh he scored the tying goal and then set up the winning goal there at the end clark peterson ended up uh they reviewed it but it stood clearly. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't know what, the, what that was about. It was the crease, but uh, it wasn't even close. No. Yeah, they he, were just kind of. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, kind of a last ditch challenge effort. I, I think, noticed yeah. the the players. One of the Buffalo players was down for probably about five or six seconds before the goal was scored. Looked like he sold it pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Right, he yeah. knew what was going on, but then he kind of got up after the goal was scored, and it looked like he was talking to the ref, like, "Are you serious? Like, did you not see me?" And, yeah, I, and yeah, I thought yeah. that's what they were reviewing, and I was like, "No way, they can review that!" Like, no, obviously there was a miss. There might have been a miss call. I, I think the know. review was the the crease. Well, that's what, certainly yeah. what they showed up on the jumbotron. Yeah, so. so, and just to touch on Jameson, uh, with that huge performance that he had in the, the game versus Buffalo, he actually moved in top ten in the league in points. I think he's ninth, so with uh, fifty six points, so definitely a huge game, and it's nice to see him on uh, getting closer to the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, he's having a he's having a hell of a season, yep. and just clutch like Captain Clutch Cody Jameson. He's been in key moments. Um, he he just comes up with with an unbelievable play. Or there was some passes that he made, like the one to Kehoe, the mm-hmm. one to Hosick when he scored. Just the vision that he has to find these guys is uh, is unreal. But it was a, it was a back and forth game, like pretty much could have gone either way. Like I said. Kyle Jackson, who uh, he had a big game as well, two goals, including he, uh, I believe he put them up eight seven there. Um, yeah, I think I think that was a goal he scored. Yeah, yeah it might have been to tie it up or either way or to put him up eight seven. I'm not, I I do have it written down, but yeah, eight seven. But uh, we had the lead for a little bit, and then they got two quick goals. Buffalo's leading nine eight before yeah. Cody Jameson buried that one. So, yeah. It uh yeah like like I said could have gone either way, um but we come up with the W huge divisional one massive puts us back in first with the Toronto thanks to yeah. the Roughnecks last night for the big uh, big win over Toronto yeah they um they t- Thunderbirds tweeted out like thanks yeah Calgary, I saw that that was yeah. pretty good yeah because uh, with the Toronto loss and our uh, our win against Buffalo moves us back to Kings of the North the Kings of the North <laughs> the finally the North. and I just wanted to touch on uh, special teams. Uh, uh, in the game against Buffalo, uh, Buffalo was six for nine, so they definitely put on a good show on the power play. So uh, we definitely need to play a little bit more disciplined, or either work that or work on our special teams, because that was that definitely could have been a costly game for us yeah. if we had have lost because yeah, of there was nine stupid penalties. Yeah, there, there was nineteen total penalties wow. last night. Like, I know there's a lot of chatter yeah. or a little like I saw some stuff on social media just about the refereeing. Yeah, they weren't letting them play at all. I don't I don't some of the, oh, excuse me. <laughs> some of the calls were uh a little questionable, but uh yeah. that's how it goes, but 19 calls between the two teams like the refs it felt like every 2 minutes the refs were making making a call. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um well, I, I looked ahead at the schedule too and Toronto and Buffalo play this coming Friday. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Ooh. So that's going to be obviously a big one. The uh that division or our division is uh a dog fight yeah we've got to be it's, it's the top division in the league we looked at the standings last week and this division that the three teams us toronto and buffalo are just three of the best teams in the league unfortunately we're all in the same division so yeah sucks for us but it's the way Dean, it goes. i saw you looking something up there you got anything uh well i just wanted to touch on the trade deadline that's coming up uh i believe it's march 17th uh do you guys think that the thunderbridge bird should Stay the way that they are, or uh, maybe pick someone up. Well, I I like their lineup. I mean, obviously, we've seen what they can do when they're you know they. they I don't think any change is really needed, especially yeah. on on offense in the net, and we have one of the or the best defender in the league by mm-hmm. the you know Graham Hosick, and uh, I I just think they have good chemistry. I you know you watch their social media; it looks like they love having fun together, yeah, being around sure. each other. So my personal opinion, I I think they're well coached. I think they should just stay the course. But yeah, you never know. I, I'd probably agree with that. I mean, I kind of I looked up a little bit. I was kind of interested to see last year there was uh, six six deals last year the trade deadline. I wanted to see how active the the NLL trade deadline is because you know other leagues are like the NHL is usually pretty active, but some leagues don't they don't really do anything. The NFL there's usually only a couple moves. Right. Last year there was six moves, and 
the Thunderbirds, who were obviously at the time, they were Rochester, were involved in every single trade. So that was kind of interesting, something you don't often see. Last year, we got Scott Campbell, Chris Bushy, and Ryan Banesh last year at the tra- at the trade deadline. Three three big pieces. Three guys that are big pieces for us now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Chris Bushy going forward, if he you know sticks around, he's going to be – I know he hasn't he's yeah, been in and out of the lineup. He's been in and out. He's Yeah, he uh, he's a great young player. And then Scott Campbell – is a league veteran, yeah. um, very tough defender. And Ryan Banesh, obviously, who we talk about a lot, is one of the best NOL players ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. So I don't really think that they'll do anything. I don't think there's – I don't. I think they've got the depth. They don't really need to add anybody down. You know, they've got two or three solid lines that they can put out at any time to, to score on you. They've got the defensemen. Like, they've got the veterans. Like, you know, you mentioned Campbell. Yeah. Obviously, we saw we saw Chet come out in this game. You know, he's a veteran guy. Been around the league a long time. One guy, I'm not, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. on the, the defense that I don't think I brought him up, or we have, but uh, Trevor Smith. Mm. So he's very fast and a transition player. He gets back on defense and doesn't really make mistakes. Moves the ball and gets off the floor. He's been like he's he's fun to watch if you kind of like you know what role he's doing and right. he's just doing it. He's doing it effectively. Yeah, everyone's playing their role, and like you mentioned, Warren Hill's in net. He's been awesome. Yep. Our backup situation isn't, isn't an issue. Dubinsky's been a really good goalie for us. He's gotten into two games or two or three games now, yep. and he's been he's been solid in all, all the games. So well, not really any need for me to make a move, I don't think. But what do you think, Dean? You think they should make a move? Uh, I thought we could have maybe added a, uh, another like veteran defender. Okay. But uh, that was just my opinion. You know, I thought we yeah. could have used somebody like – Similar to Scotty Campbell, like uh, an older guy that's been in the league a long time and maybe could add some uh, experience to the lineup, like somebody with a little bit of playoff experience that could maybe like a stay-at-home defenseman. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess we'll see what they do. It's next Tuesday, so we'll obviously we'll have next week's episode. Maybe some stuff will come down the pipe and we'll we'll have some more talk on it next week. But uh, yeah, so... I guess we'll get into uh, Sunday mo- Sunday morning. Well, you, you I had just, a big something came to my head when you because you brought up Rochester. Okay. Those Shoot. guys yep. doing trades. Um, we have Rochester coming up twice back to back. Yeah, we do. Um, so that'll be the first time that Halifax is back in Rochester, where that franchise came from. So yeah, it's kind of pretty cool. Little anticipated. I'm sure they marked it on their calendars. Those guys um, spent a lot of time there. Well, the, the former Nighthawks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they spent a lot of time there. I'm sure they have friends. So it's. You know, I just thought I'd bring that one up because yeah, they play them be cool back to back, back. So they're two and uh, maybe that's set up that way. So they're <laughs> spending time there. You know? Yeah, it could be. You never know. But they've got uh, next weekend, and then they've got a week off, and then they're they're playing there again. So yeah, but yeah, good. go ahead. You were talking about Sunday. So Sunday morning, you uh, did an interview at the uh, I call it the Metro Center, but I guess that's Scotia, what it's called. That's no, what Scotia I call Bank, it. I I, I kind of refuse to call it I like Metro Bank. Center. As yeah, well. it's just whatever. But you sat down, uh, we mentioned it in the intro there, with Charlie from, he runs, for anyone who doesn't know, I mentioned his title there, but basically what that means, he's the guy that runs most of their social media. When you see someone posting on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that's usually Charlie. So you sat down with him on Sunday, what'd you think? I thought it was great, very, very candid. He sat down with Justin and myself, mm-hmm. and he was, um, just, he's an awesome guy. He, uh, you know, he's he's a younger guy, He's he's spent time, he was... With the former Rochester team, he came over with Kurt um, as one of the first people to to come to Halifax, and he, he traveled here early when it was first rumored to come here, and just loved it. But he um, he talks about that in the interview, so we can uh, maybe, without further ado, throw it over to the Charlie Ragusa interview. All right, Charlie, welcome to the show. Glad, glad to be on. Thank you. Bring the mic a little bit closer to you. Closer. I'm going to be on you. I'm the mic police here. That's <laughs> no, all good. I'll, I'll leave. This will be my point of reference. Millsy, you don't have a, this is a great little lean we got going here. Yeah, You're good. It is. You're on frame. Swagger here. You're fine. So yeah, thanks for coming to the show. I appreciate it. I'm sure you have tons to talk about. There's there's tons of things that uh, you guys can go through if you want. It's fine. You just, just yeah. duck through the camera. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no podcast life. <laughs> so... You know, talk about your life right now and how excited you are to, to be involved in an organization like this. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even know where to start, but, you know, what, what's the one thing you think that you just can't believe that this is happening right now? Uh, honestly, I think taking a look to the past two games, I mean, you know, that Saskatchewan game, I think, was a major turning point for the franchise. Yeah. Um, and I think perception in the city, too. You know, I think 
the fight that the guys had and kind of that electricity that happened in the building, you know, that was just unbelievable. And in all my years with this team and the, the franchise, I should say, yeah. you know, I haven't seen a crowd like that or respond like that. Wow. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be with Kurt and the organization for about 10 years now. Um, you know, three cup runs, 2014 was probably the highlight of, you know, my career with this three Pete wasn't yeah three Pete yeah. yeah so 2014 that overtime period where they were down two and came back and win it like the crowd was unbelievable but I I had chills sitting in the press box yeah, we were right there. next to you we know so, <laughs> yeah Stroby was with me and I'm like you sit down knock it up you're good karma right now but, <laughs> you, you know, you're staying then, here it's right. like film this let's go <laughs> right and you know then heading into the, the next week we obviously had our biggest crowd against Toronto and just seeing the the support this city has kind of opened us with you know wide open arms and and welcomed us and it's been awesome I, I can't yeah. be happy enough and I know that's you know I'm speaking for the coaches and the players and and the rest of the staff but, yeah you know I think we all feel the same there like it I uh, I was going to jump in I just wanted to go back and maybe start like where did you grow up like how did you get involved with lacrosse and yeah. and like you know, did you play growing up, or was it just something that you so, got into later in life? Or? Yeah, so I grew up in Rochester, so I followed the team over. Um, yeah. You know, I start. I was actually one of the first ones to kind of jump over with, with Kurt um, in this new management group um, around April. Um, so, I, you know, I grew up in Rochester. You know, I remember going to games when I was little. You know, my mom would pick me up from school. We'd go to dinner and then we'd go to games and watching some of those guys and it's kind of funny how it kind of came full circle you know then I'm I'm working along some some of the guys that yeah I grew up watching and going to games and um it, and it's cool too because you know where I grew up Rochester is a, a hotbed for lacrosse but it's only in certain certain areas so yeah. my town didn't get it until I was in high school yeah and I just fell in love with it so I, I kind of went through that stage of like you see here like kids seeing it and like yeah. holy crap like this is awesome I, yeah. I love this i want to play yeah you know i want to be fully involved with it and as it became part of my life like i was just you know so excited to to kind of see it grow and that's where i'm excited right now to see it grow in this market too so talk about the passion that you have for your job because i always talk about this when we start this company that you have to have passion for the business of sport if you don't love it you won't do it yeah. i guess talk about where did that that passion come from did it come from the, those drives with your mom to the rink like it was was it instilled in you or is it, it something that came later in life it honestly was and i think honestly like that's got to fix the mic thing keep oh, going though you know i think i look back to when the, the nhl lockout year i think that was when it kind of like as a kid i was like I would love to be a part of this. This is something special because we were in a situation in Rochester where we had Thomas Vanek, Ryan Miller, yeah. those guys um, on the hockey side of things playing in market and going out to school appearances. And, you know, as a kid, I always kind of was like, you know, I'd love to, you know, I love the energy of the crowd, the music, like the lights. How does this happen? And in high school, I kind of realized that I could make a career out of it yeah. and you know I started interning and and you know getting involved in it and, and to your point like wh whether you're in professional sports or college sports or you know even if you're just coaching if you don't have the love or passion for it you, it's not meant for you like you're w working weird hours all the times you know oh, yeah. you're, you're putting in crazy hours but it's because you have that passion and that drive and you know if you don't have that then you're, it's just never going to succeed and we have a great thing going here with you know we have a very passionate staff a lot of young staff members too who this is their first time ever working in sports uh, we have people moving in from you know Vancouver Ontario Rochester no way um, so you know we have an awesome staff that's just really excited to see yeah. this grow and um, you know I, I, I'm really excited for what the future holds here wicked What's uh, what's been your impression of Halifax so far? That's oh, awesome. You, yeah, I was sold the second I got off the plane. <laughs> How honestly. many donairs have you had? Uh, honestly, not too many. I, I'm a I'm a big Willie's guy. Yeah, yeah. Willie's okay, poutine, yeah, yeah. Poutine. Willie's you ever poutine. get a donair poutine? Uh, I have. That's I, the game changer. I, the steak, <laughs> the steak one is probably close, near and dear to my heart. I haven't uh, had the steak one yet. In, actually. In actually. back home, we have garbage plates. What's that? It's, uh, man, it's it's the best food. It's it, it's. <laughs> It's honestly like a drunken food type of thing. Like yeah, you have like, definite yeah. regret the next day of everything <laughs> yeah. from the night before. But no, it's so it's um, home fries and mac salad, and then they put two burgers and cheese on it, and Jeez. you know, and then they have like a meat sauce on it, Whoa. and I usually you get it with like onions, and you kind of just 
cut it up, dice it up. It's like I'm starving. It's everything right you could you could want in like a backyard barbecue. Love it. Food, but yeah, yeah it's it's awesome. So that one's pretty near and dear to me, just because it kind of has a yeah. similar feel. But you know, I came out here I think in April for the first time. Me and uh, Shanks, the Austin Shanks. Yep. Um, we got in on like a Monday night, and we were just like, oh, let's go grab a beer and some food and definitely do that here in health right and well we we went to the pint and we were you know like it's a monday like and this place is bumping yeah and and that was kind of like the first perception i had was like holy cow like people are the nightlife is solid here it's oh yeah and then we ended up going to Willie's, and I'm like, oh, man, this is, the food's <laughs> great. Willie's sold you? Sold. Yeah, Willie's This episode's sold, like, brought to you by Willie's, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Free plugs. Shout out to the guys <laughs> in the corner there. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about the growth of the game. I know yep. that we had a, a meeting the other day, and you talked about from when you started in the NLL to where it is now. What do you think was the biggest push in order to get the game where it was? Do you think it was the quality of the players? Do you think it was, you know, the smarts of the commissioner? Do you think it was, you know, just patience and letting the fans recognize the game of lacrosse? What do you think was like the number one variable to get from, you know, NLL to 2012 to NLL in 2020? I think there's a lot of factors and I think honestly we could even almost have a segment on it just, you know, solely on that growth and that change and but I think it's a perfect storm of a bunch of different things. I think as time went on, it's the right people. Like the commissioner has come in and brought on people, um, just excellent staff members uh, from the digital side of things to Jess Berman, who's the deputy commissioner. She'll be out here. Um, but the commissioner will be here tonight, actually. Too. Oh, is he? So, yeah, he's he's blown away by this market and, and, and kind of what's going on here. So. Okay. But I, I think it's a perfect storm of things. I think, you know, the digital age, I guess, switching to more, you know, online content and social media really helped this league explode because for a while there we always joked that this was like the best kept secret like you know unless you were in a market that had the national lacrosse league you didn't really know box across other than you know southern ontario or you know those areas where it's it's a hotbed Um, but once we were able to kind of expand and, and get on twitter and facebook and you know you know i have a friend here visiting from kansas city and she shared the game of the week and you know She's a um, works for a, a TV station out there. Okay. And so she's got a decent following, and a bunch of people from Kansas City were like, "Oh, I'll check this out," and started watching the Thunderbirds. And you know, like, wow, we're at the point now where the past two weeks we had the game of the week, and we were the the two highest viewed games of the week, which is the, insane this yeah. season. So that's like a first time franchise, right. like that's insane, right? And incredible. you know, like people love those type of numbers, and to hear those sort of things, like you you know, you always talk about like in the NHL, the passion that like Buffalo has, like regardless of the teams that they're putting out, oh, their fan fans ratings are, are always in, top always in the at league. the top. Yeah. Like anytime they put those out, like NBC, yeah. Buffalo is, the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All their fans are, yeah. Right, even even like a Bills games, like the uh, Bills Thanksgiving's, yeah. the Thanksgiving last year was yeah. like the highest viewed Thanksgiving game in quite some time, wow. so. But you know, like it, it's awesome to see that, especially like this early on to your point, like brand new franchise and, and I think, I think a lot of it too is like just the there's a love for this this team and, the, yeah. and some of the players and you know the a lot of the Ontario fan base and yeah, just even other markets are kind of falling in love with with the players and the coaches and and it's just it's it's awesome but not trying to get way too off topic no. but you know like you know that that digital age and digital push has really really kind of elevated this league and you know, I think as you're seeing more and more teams with like legitimate ownership groups and the right owners coming into play, um, you know, like the Canucks taking over Vancouver is huge for for the growth out west. Yep. And you, you're going to see a lot more guys on the west coast staying probably in Vancouver as opposed to looking for other teams just because it's yeah. you know their neck of the woods. And yeah. So as these ownership groups come in too, um, which you know the commissioner and, and their staff has done a good job finding right homes for right places and. Mm. You know, I think that'll be huge kind of getting it to that next step. Cool. Well, you brought up like the digital age and you yep. brought up Twitter and Facebook and our, I just wanted to bring up our Twitter and Facebook and yep. Instagram here because that's, that's all you, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for the reshares and likes and all that. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, how much do you like doing that? Like, is that, you know, obviously that goes into your, your role, but it's been like our social media, I, I would say is one of the best in the NLL. And I've heard that. I know you got a shout out on the uh, lacrosse flash there yeah. podcast. They, uh, yeah. I just uh, talk about the social media and how that's grown. I know you had a tweet um, just like citing the growth that we've had here. Just talk about our social media in general. Yeah. It's just, you know, 
I started in sales with with the Nighthawks, and I always loved that organic just relationships that you develop with fans. Yeah, it's not as much. It wasn't as much for me like dollars and cents. It was building those bonds and those relationships with fans. And yeah. to this day, you know, you're good. No, just go on. Yeah, man. sorry. Still, good. are you good? Still having like relationships with those fans back home. Like they'll text us after a game. Congratulations, good good win. You know, some military members back home like saw military night and we're bidding on jerseys and we're excited. So, you know, then kind of as that digital age kind of went through and mm. you know, then I went into more of that social media role. I found it was very similar in the sense that you can have those organic relationships with people that you don't even know. Yeah, which is and the beauty of it, it the year is. we live in, 2020, where it is. And you know, I joke around. It's like I, I'm not here to be the everybody's best friend. Like I want our market to love us. I want the Absolutely, people that love yeah. this team to love us. So, you know, that's where like you get a little spicy on Twitter. People coming at us, but you know, I'm doing it because <laughs> it's it. like it's a representation of our Shows brand. Shows like, Right. Yeah. It, it is. It's like you mess with my family. I'm gonna. Yeah. come right back at you don't, don't open the door and think you're not going to get it shut in your face you know Love so it. but no in in this market too like uh, you know we had that six game streak and we hadn't really seen a loss yet or kind of like adversity a, a, right yeah. and then when we did it wasn't people like you guys stink immediately turning on you like what are they doing fire the coach trade this guy trade that guy you know <laughs> like Toronto. It was wor- right yeah. it's it's words of encouragement and positive feedback and th- i think that was like a eye-opener for me and, the, and it was like holy cow like this this market's awesome the, yeah. the people here like Mayor are Tyrus. always behind this team no matter what and we haven't gotten to the point where it's like a serious skid yet but you know knock on wood that doesn't happen but yep. um just that positive feedback i think it it it's great for the players too because they, they read the stuff you know everyone's like oh don't read the comments no, they're, they're reading about yeah, it you know sure. and our team is pretty pretty good with engaging with people and they, they embrace it and they like it and that's just the culture that we have in the locker room you know mike is is phenomenal with that sort of stuff uh you know he opted to have an extra person on the bench so like myself or uh riley could go on the bench and film or just you know get behind the scenes content and you know, coaches are talk, turning and talking to us during the games. Uh, so it's just they embrace that digital front of yeah. the change of things, and they're behind the culture and kind of what the league is hoping to get to with mm. a little bit more access to players and and things like that. So, you know, but I love it. I love social media. I think it's you know, there's a negative sides to to it, obviously, but for sure, know, it's it's a sales tool too. You know, mm. how, you the best way that you could represent your brand is just going to, uh, you know, help bring in new fans yeah. and, and go from there. What's been the most difficult thing about starting a, a franchise? <sighs> Man, have you have I you mean, talked to Kurt? Like, has he had anything? Like, has he said anything? What's the, the most challenging part about it? I, I don't know if there's anything that was really like a glaring issue. It's just like so much work in such a short period of time. You know, we had no kind of idea of. You know, so, I mean, John's been around our, our president and CEO. He's been around sport industry for 20 plus years. So he's been a part of a couple different teams starting up and, you know, arenas or, or a stadium starting up. So he's kind of well aware of that. But, you know, for us, it's like, you know, just from designing the turf, designing the jerseys, designing a bus, like the bus, uh, yeah. everything, you know, <laughs> there's so many things that go into it and you don't even think about it. Like, you know, in April, we're thinking, all right, we got to we got to get a broadcast team. You know, and then as time's going by, we're like, oh, man, we're running out of time with with this, you know, because things pop up and and you start shifting gears into different areas. And then, you know, you're in October, November and you're like, hey, we didn't get that broadcast team. Yeah, let's let's hammer that home and (laughs) let's check that off the list and go to the next thing. Yeah, let's get community programming started. Let's get school programming going. Let's get, you know, uh, let's get our pricing done or or groups or whatever you know so you kind of go through that mental checklist or you know in my my apartment i had like three whiteboards and it's just all filled out and i just felt great to cross something off but you know that's the the challenge that i think was was huge is not knowing the the overall workload but yeah good to to our point you know seeing a full building and people rocking this place it's great definitely pays off it feels great we got um, a rematch with buffalo coming up this afternoon thoughts any thoughts on the game it's gonna be a good one these uh anytime you can kind of go neck and neck that's that's a carryover too right like yeah. rochester buffalo those games it didn't matter who was who was 
you know, if they're, they're top of the league, bottom of the league, those two teams always battled. It was always yeah, a, a, big a battle rivalry, with yeah. each other. And uh, everybody knows what's at stake here. I think, you know, I had this conversation with uh, the coaches yesterday and kind of what we what our thoughts are. It's going to be, you know, Halifax, Buffalo, Toronto at, by the end of the year, kind of in that one, two, three in the yep. north. Yeah. And it stinks because it's going to be the top two teams are going to host in that first round. Yeah. And then the other team is going to be a seven and, and be on the road, even though their record might be, you know, up there with the rest of the league. So yeah. everybody's sure, looking at point. this game as, you know, that battle, not even just for right now purposes, but for potential hosting first round playoffs and then through yeah. the rest of the way. So good um, advice for young kids trying to get into this field. Professional sports, maybe. Man, just keep grinding like yeah you know I, I think that's so cliche and and you know tacky to a degree but, absolutely but at the same point like you know I was a freshman in college and in high school I was you know a little bit lazy in the that the Xbox live era of, of <laughs> yeah. things and oh, yeah. I like, would go home and wouldn't even open my backpack and but when I got to school I, you know I realized like I'm paying for my education now like I'm gonna make it count and uh, you know I had a dream tie at her awesome professor who just sat down and you know three weeks into your first semester of college he pulled out a map and he's like what do you want to do where do you want to go and you kind of had that kind of dream talk with him yeah. and he helped you like point to different places on the map and say you know we have alums here there whatever and i'm like you know i just gotta grind away at this thing and my first ever my first ever event i was with the nighthawks and uh i was running the the flags out of the tunnel as an 18 year old kid just waving them around and you know so and then to be in a different market you know designing turf and mascots and whatever it's it's a cool transition but you don't get to that point unless you put in the time up front and you're you know whether you're an intern or a full-time staff member or the president of the company in sports you might be out there pulling the tarps you know as a baseball reference you're pushing the tarps and the rain delay yeah. You know, you, you can't just think, oh, okay, I made it, and, and the hard work stops. It's, it's a grind, always, yeah. whether you're an intern or, you know, an exec, I guess. Yeah. So. Right, good stuff. You got another one? Uh, well, I was going to bring up the spam accounts on Instagram that you keep. Oh, yeah. What's going I, on with I, that? No, I'm blast. So what, I guess I, my question for you is, what is, what's up with that? Is that, like, a thing here? Like, I, I've never seen that before. I, I, I don't know. No right? one's like spamming us. The, no. No, I've never seen it, like, on any of the accounts before, and then all of a sudden, like, one day it's, like... Get rich it's quick. It's, like, Billy Money Sign <laughs> from... Like I don't even know it follows you, and I'm like, who is this guy? Maybe it's because you guys are verified, and something like it has maybe, something to do with maybe that. Maybe like if I don't know. Not on but, Twitter, which yeah. is a joke. Yeah, but Not he's very. spamming you on Instagram, isn't he? Or is it also Twitter? Well, the, twi- the Twitter thing, yeah. I mean, we were verified, and then when we switched over accounts, then it was like we lost it, and now we can't like I can't even get a hold of anybody anywhere. So I don't understand that <laughs> one. And then I don't understand them. how these things. And then one night, like I messaged uh, San Diego because I saw that they got verified, and yeah. I was like. Hey, how'd you guys, how'd that happen? And then that next morning, we were verified on Instagram. I'm like, what? Like, I don't understand how these things work, but yeah, I don't know where these accounts are coming from, but. Yeah, I see them. You do see them on accounts with like a a good amount of following. Just, they're they're just ridiculous. Like, it's it's a get rich quick. It's just a good old fashioned shirt. Message me for make $3,000 overnight type thing. Yeah, I don't know who's, I don't know who's sitting in a room somewhere like pumping these things out, but. But you'll fire back. Some of your replies are hilarious. I hope they see it, you know, let let them know. Those people have tons of time on their hands. Well, I do the same thing with like spam callers. Like if someone's calling my cell phone and I know it's a spam, I'll answer it. I don't care. Like if I could eat up a a minute or two of their time so they don't spam someone else, I'll do it. Like like your your, uh, credit cards are in, in, like you're in debt, whatever. I'm like, which cards? It's getting bad right now. Yeah, it's like, and they're like, all of them. I'm like, all of them? Come on, like, what? (laughs) Like, you know, and then I make up like some story and then click. But if it's one last person that can spam, I'm all about it. Whatever. Perception of other teams about the Halifax Thunderbirds when you travel. What are people from other organizations uh, saying about us? Are they looking at us asking questions? Are they saying congrats already? Like, yeah. what are they? What are they saying? So you know, we have a really good relationship with some other teams around the league, and yeah. just that's a nice thing. The beauty about this league is. You know, everybody kind of knows everybody, and everybody's willing to lend a hand and help each other out with different things. So, like, in what sense? Like, like in the off season, you know, hopping on phone calls with Calgary and Saskatchewan. Like, Sask made the jump from Edmonton to to Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan so yeah. it's like, 
you know, they kind of went through that whole shifting of gears mentality and recreating a, a brand and an image. So just, you know, being having a resource to go to. Um, Buffalo here, you know, it's funny because one of my best friends in the league, she's a social person for Buffalo and does stuff for the Bills and the Sabres. Okay. Um, so it's a, it, you know, sometimes we text each other and say, heck, hey, I'm, I'm chir- going to chirp you. Just heads up. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But it, it, it's organic because it's not forced. But at the same time, like, you have those relationships with people. And, um, but, you know, going to other markets, people are like, man, it's awesome there. Yeah. Like, and you and I see it too, like just monitoring, like who's liking things and sharing things. Like I'm seeing players from other teams liking our stuff, and um, yeah. you know that shout out on the the podcast out and with my, my buddy Tyson and uh, yeah, yeah. you know the Strip podcast. Like Mike Poulin went on; he's a longtime NLL vet. Just kind of talking about the social media that we've been able to put out, and and it's not just me. Like that's the thing; I'm never just going to take credit. Like having Riley on board, he's phenomenal at, his, at what he's doing you, you know i got brian who's a phenomenal photographer on the side trevor another photographer you can't get to the point where you are without a great team of people and we have an awesome team of people that are putting out good content and people are noticing um you know and it, riley came along with us to the road trip last weekend in buffalo and new england and he was shooting a, a video on the floor and a couple of the bandits guys went up to buffalo and were like hey where's where's our game day pump up like that's where's a, our that's stuff that's awesome yeah you know so Strobe does in, unreal stuff. Un, unreal stuff yeah. and those are the type of things where you're going to grow a market based on that sort of visibility but the other part of it is you know if you can make the market look sexy i guess yeah you know now come free agency you get people starting to think oh, okay like i love to see myself on camera i love to see kind of the cool content that's coming out i love to see you know behind the scenes stuff the locker room looks great the you know the nightlife looks awesome in that city there's always things to do these appearances look awesome the city yeah. is embracing it it's it's a you know you almost look at like college football it's a yeah. recruiting tool yeah. how do we make lsu become the next bama how do we make clemson become the next florida or whatever it is thought that was coming up our way but yeah we got balls flying <laughs> flying at our heads over here all i'm thinking about right now is the audio i'm just hoping they don't hear it in the background oh, it, it'll be good though they're gonna hear it but it's just they'll definitely it, hear makes that makes it more makes it more it's a organic, lacrosse podcast right? yeah exactly um but no it, it's a it's a sales tool and i think you know other people are starting to take notice from players and, and staff and you know there's certain teams picking up on different things that we're doing a little bit too and yeah. you know and and it's kind of it's a that's flattering, flattering yeah right? yeah and it's it's cool we're just and and kurt's so passionate about this team and this market and the sport like he's just willing to do anything to make it work here so um i know your loyalties to the thunderbirds now but you got to be happy to see an expansion team go back to rochester too just for the the fan base there i know you grew right. up there and stuff and yeah there's they're passionate fans man they're, the pa- they're a passionate group of people yeah. and you know they wear their heart on their sleeve and right. sometimes a little little too harsh on on the people behind the behind the accounts but no there's a there's a ton of people that are just awesome people there yeah. and you know i think if lacrosse wasn't a part of their life it'd be devastating and and that's the one thing that like you know people get this misconception with Curtis that he just pulled the plug on it he could have he could have walked years ago yeah and you know he was approached several times to to expand and and go to a different market but he wanted to make it work in Rochester and he wanted to make sure that there was a legacy that continued Mm -hmm. and he waited until the Pagulas kind of came on board and said like we're going to carry this out um you know and and that's what i kind of want to stress is to the people that might be listening or you know think one way or, or another about kind of this whole thing like he could have just walked you know before last year but he kind of bit the bullet and kept the team there to make sure that another franchise would come in and another ownership group would come in and keep the team so to set know, them up after they were gone right kind of exactly thing. Yeah. so talk about being thoughtful yeah I know. just like you're so selfless that you're just you're like you know what okay i am pulling a team but we need to make sure another team is there like yeah, that's incredible. And, and, you know, he doesn't want to see it fail either because at the end of the day, when you see a, a, a team leave or fold, it, it affects everybody else. Yeah, you, you don't know, typically you, see no, another no team sitting, just come right back. Yeah, in. no one's going to sit there and say, like, oh, great, like, I hated them. I'm glad that they're gone. Like, yeah. You never are going to say that because no. in the grand scheme of things, like, what does that mean to a league? What does that mean to sponsorship deals? What does that mean to all the kind of momentum you have going forward hmm. to just see something just disappear or leave completely but you know again to your point like there's so many awesome people in in rochester that 
I've been able to build relationships with over the years that I'm still in contact with, and you know, so I'm happy for them to, that they get to have their Saturdays at the down by the river. So. <laughs> Good. Um, I wanted. To, I don't even know if you have the answer to this, but it would be sick if you do. But do you know what the actual decision was in order for you guys to come to Halifax? I'm sure tons of things go into it, but do you know what what Kurt's one decision was? Okay, we need to go to Halifax. You know, I, it, I don't actually know the the full story on it. You know, I didn't really know about the the transition yeah. um, until kind of you know it, it came to light when the decisions were made. Like, okay, well. Rochester is going to keep a team. Halifax is going to get a, an expansion team, quote unquote. Um, but you know, if it were me, I have to imagine that it's the way that the city kind of embraced him when when he came here. You know, I think the mayor and Carrie Cousins and some of the other individuals in in the city kind of welcoming him and and treating him like he hadn't felt like he was treated before. Mm. It, it, you know, he's very big on family. This team is so family oriented, and you're in any sport, in any league. You're gonna, you're not gonna find too many teams that that treat it as much of a family as he does, and I think he felt like he fell in love with the city and and the love and support that he was getting even from, you know, a market that hadn't even had a a, a name or a brand yet. So, I think that kind of you know it felt like a right fit for him and the time was right and you know here we are, 2020 and it's it's hindsight right 2020s hindsight so love it, go on. No, if I you don't, it's no, fine. I don't. Ha- I don't have any other thing. Anything no, written. I got tons. Um, Beautiful. What are the guys saying in the room? You know, you say that they loving it here. You say that, excuse me, they love it here. Yep. But at the same time, you know, they're reading things. But you know, every market is different in the NLL. Like, what are the guys saying about the actual city of Halifax? And because you got to admit, like, there's a lot of time that is being committed outside of the game of lacrosse to show yep. their face in the community, yep. go to the hospital, to, to old folks' homes. You know, what are they saying about everything that they're doing outside of the game of lacrosse? And, you know, what are they saying about the crowds as well? Because obviously they can't be disappointed in that aspect of it. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll speak for everybody in that room that it, they love it. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a single guy in there that's like, man, I wish I didn't come to Halifax. Yeah. Um, and it was a weird situation, too. You, you look back to, like, April or so when it was kind of that, like, nearing the end of one one era, like, almost like a relationship. Like, yeah. you know, like, they were ending up that one, and there was some sentimental feelings, like, leaving, you know, that last game. Everybody's on the turf. Yeah. It was very emotional, yeah. you know, and Cody left it all on, out on the sleeve, but, you know, we were walking out the door that final game and he turns to me and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm excited you're coming along with us. Like now it's, it's a new chapter. Like now we can focus on the future. And then heading into Mem Cup when the guys came out here, that was kind of the turning point where it's like, it's full Halifax. Like this is our city, this is our home now. Um, and you know, even just now, like, you know, there's not a guy that's like, I don't want to go to that appearance or I don't want, it's, I want to do as much as I can. I want to go to IWK. I want to go to, you know, do these uh, lacrosse 101s or the, the Sticks for Kids programs. They all want to do them, and, you know, and they want to stay l- longer yeah. and do whatever they can to, to be in this market and, and help out and do whatever they can to kind of give back to the community. So Good stuff. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. As soon as they come here and they see that the the appreciation from the fans when they come and they see the lower bowl full every game, yeah. half of the upper bowl, whatever it is, and then they say, okay, well, now you have an opportunity to give back. Who's not going to jump at that? Right. And, you and know, yesterday absolutely. we had a season ticket member event and uh, this little kid comes over in a jersey and a hat that's signed by a bunch of players and wanted to talk to Shanksy and, and Banesh and he just you know he was like a, a older man in a little kid's body some of the, yeah. the questions he was asking and saying but <laughs> you know Shanksy turns him he goes uh, do you come out to many games and he's like yeah I have season tickets and he's like oh great that's awesome like do you play lacrosse he goes no but I, I want to now like yeah, that you guys are here I, I want yeah. to now yeah. and like hearing those sort of things man it, like it gives you chills because like I have chills right now yeah it's, you're making the, you're making a change it, yeah. you almost like I go back to third grade me who was at a sporting event and you know or school and Ryan Miller came to my school and then you see him in the NHL a couple of years later and you know those are the memories that you keep with you mm-hmm. and to see that kind of unfolding here from game one to game five or six where you know there's big more crowds and people are the conversation for our ticket reps over the summer or at the beginning was 
hey, we're with the Halifax Thunderbirds. Uh, who are you guys? Oh, we're the, oh, you're, you're the lacrosse yeah, team. Yeah. Now it's like, oh my God, like I heard about you guys. Can I my get you coworkers can't, <laughs> can't stop talking about it. Like, how do I get tickets? So that conversa- conversation has shifted. Um, and it's just, it's incredible. Awesome. So, to your point, to, yeah, to your point, I just, I can't wait to see what it does for youth lacrosse around here. Oh, it's like, going to be, yeah, yeah I want to see the numbers. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. I referee like the youth leagues and the junior A around here. So I just can't wait to see, obviously the, the, like the tyke and novice stuff. There's going to be tons of kids. And, and that's honestly one thing I'll say that's very similar here with, with what we came from in Rochester. So like, you know, five or six years ago when Joe Walters, you know, big, yeah, he's one field. of my favorite players. Right. Yeah. He was with the organization and, and myself, him, uh, Jordan Hall was with us at the time. Yeah. We started doing like box clinics. And once kids got on the floor and started playing it, it's like they couldn't stop. Yeah. And then Brad Gillies, we drafted him in the first round and yeah. he took over our academy programming. And, you know, he, he has a club program back in Rochester where he lives and and these kids are phenomenal. Like I went to a tournament and like, you know, even over the summer, the junior NLL tournament, these kids from Rochester are like yep. dummy in Toronto and, and Calgary. And like, like, and, and it, that's the, the cool part. You got to see them when they first came in and, you know, they were getting absolutely pounded. They were losing like 20 to 20 to one. The kids yeah. were throwing BTBs around them in circles. Like there's yeah. spin cycle. But now like five years later, they're the ones that are doing that to doing other that. teams. So, to see what we came from and, and the box kind of growth in, in Rochester and some of these American cities that like you take a look at Colorado, the same thing, um, San Diego even. Yeah. Uh, and then now, hopefully, you, you'll start to see that as well here, too. With, you know, obviously, it's been around, but yeah, hopefully yeah. it just it encourages more and more kids to play and maybe, you know, put down the hockey stick for a couple months and pick up a lacrosse stick. Oh, I think both of us are a fan of the two sport athletes. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you play hockey 12 year or 12 years, 12 months around the year, that's too much. It is. And but sure. it, you take a look at all the like old school quotes you see from like Gretzky, Gretzky and, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, obviously you'll like, get bored of hockey if well, you play it 12 months out of the year. It's take, like you got to take yeah. a break and play another sport. Take a look down here. I mean, head coach for the band, it's John Tavares. Best yeah. box player, arguably of all time. Yep. Nephew is John Tavares, NHL player. So, yeah, you know, yep. like there's those nuances and those crossovers that are just exist. You know, I, I remember a couple of years ago, actually, like uh, when the swarm were in Minnesota, there was yeah. that two, like two games in one day yeah. and the turf was down in the afternoon. And I think Crosby picked up, we put on the goalie gear oh yeah and guys were just shooting on them so wow. you know like it's it's cool to see it like and and i think it's it's only going to grow and like in a market like this where it's the love is for hockey i think you're going to see more and more kids just you know yeah. play dual be dual sport athletes you're good yeah well yeah what are we at we're at 35 minutes here pretty much um yeah. Do you want anything else to say? The last minute of the podcast is yours. You want to say hi to family, friends, anything like that? Shout out to the floor is yours. Yeah, no, honestly, just, uh, you know, super appreciative of everything that's kind of transpired these past couple months. And it's a whirlwind because you're so focused on getting to the point where we're at now. And that when you actually get to sit up here and you kind of watch it, like, unfold before your eyes it's so rewarding but you know there's so many people that got us to this point here whether it's family friends co-workers you know I, th- I think again I, I said it before and, I, and I'm not saying it's just to, to sound like I'm you know pumping people's tires but like we have such an awesome staff that we work with here and everybody's all in on this and you know I think it's just a it's a collection of the right people and you know the support of the, the fans and you guys like just even just supporting it and wanting to talk about it you know yeah. bring attention to it like those are the things that are going to help this grow and i i i'm just so so excited and, and you know appreciative of kind of where we're at now and look forward to kind of seeing where it's going to be one year two year three years down the road because it's it's here to stay and it's 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 going to be awesome. Hey, that's music to our ears, the fact that it's going to stay. Yeah, exactly. We know what's going to stay, but that's wicked. We appreciate you coming on, Charlie. I guess on, that Charlie. Was the, that's the mic drop yeah, right we, there, right? Oh, there it is yeah, there. Yeah. Apologize <laughs> for getting on the, the lacrosse balls and all the background noise. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right, well, Charlie, thanks again, man. We yeah, appreciate, we really appreciate it. it, man. Absolutely. Here Anytime. in the Maritimes, we love people that are hardworking and kind. And yeah. like I said, you, you represent both of those two things. So we appreciate everything yeah. that you're doing for us. And uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, that's listening. Well yeah. said, Billy. Thank you, guys. We're out. Yeah. See you later. Big thanks to Charlie Ragusa for coming on the show. Um, he was a gr- very insightful, obviously very connected to the team. Um, 
so yeah, he had some great answers for Justin and I. Um, but one other thing we were going to touch on is uh, the commissioner of the NLL was in Halifax for for Sunday afternoon's game. Um, you'll hear in the in the Charlie interview that the commissioner is very like blown away with our market and how yeah. we've how we've grown. Um, but there was some expansion talks. He he spoke. The commissioner had an interview at in Halifax and he spoke a little bit about expansion. Dean's going to touch on that a little. And uh, before I touch on that, he spoke very highly of Halifax and the fans and yep. what we've been able to accomplish in such a short time. So uh, it seems like the rest of the league is definitely seeing uh, what a great place uh, to play lacrosse uh, Halifax is and that the fans are really getting behind this team. So definitely. that's yes. definitely huge to hear that coming out of the commissioner's uh, uh, mouth. So that's huge. Yep. Uh, and he also said that the 14th uh, team is going to be announced uh, within the next couple of months, I believe. And it's going to be an expansion into a U.S. market. And he said eventually they're going to be expanding to 16 teams in the future. Yeah, I, uh, I think I mentioned in an earlier episode that someone had posted online, like the trademark for the Fort Worth. I can't remember the name of the team now, but the team Cowboys, was from, I said. Uh, something <laughs> like that, yeah. Wranglers. And, yeah, and, uh, and it's no coincidence that the child that was in the picture with him in the mask, that was in the, who, that's who was in the picture with him, right? The mascot, Bolt. Bolt, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the kid's name was Dallas. Really? So I saw that. I saw. I didn't make that up. I saw that going around online. No, I saw that too. People were like saying, "Oh, no, no coincidence that the name was Dallas." And someone called him out and was like, "That it could be any name. It's just a kid." But like, lots of kids to pick from in the in the Metro Center. Fair Mr. enough, Mr. Commissioner. And you chose someone named Dallas. You got a team coming in Fort Worth. Uh, Interesting thought. You, you heard it here first, folks. So. Interesting thought. I think it's great for the league. I mean, you mentioned 16 teams, Dean. That's that's crazy. Um, yeah. Two, obviously, adding two more, maybe hopefully one of them can be a Canadian market. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then he also mentioned after 16 that they were going to take a little break for a couple of years and leave let, it at 16. Just yeah. let it let it as manifest they should. and as grow. As they should, yep. You obviously don't want to grow the game too fast as well, right? So yep. What's, What cities would you guys like to see like in Canada? We don't know. I know we're not an American show, but like um, in Canada, what would you like? Maybe Seattle? That's in America. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you say Canada. Uh, yeah. Totally just bombed that one. <laughs> well, that's that's unreal. For Canada, Canadian city? Jeez, um, I don't know. We're a Canadian podcast, so you know. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe, maybe Montreal. That'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. Montreal would be good. Be a good rivalry. They ha- they've had one, they had an NLL team. Was before, there one there? Yeah. yeah. Montreal. Man, I'm going to guess their name. Alouettes. No. <laughs> Express. <laughs> I believe it was Express. The Express, I, yeah. and I was surprised. Uh, Edmonton used to have a team, and uh, they folded. Did they? Well, they yeah. moved to. So there's Saskatchewan now. Okay, there's yeah. Saskatchewan. Relocated, oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. So they actually, I, I might bomb this one too, but I think Edmonton won an at like a championship before they, and that's what like oh. Saskatchewan's been really successful. Like yeah. they, they, I think they've won two, maybe three NLL championships. Uh, yeah, you could, you'd have to fact check that, but I know they've yeah. they've won at least a couple. So Edmonton, yeah, moved to Saskatchewan, but uh, Calgary has a team. I'm just thinking of like Vancouver. Yeah, I'm trying to think of them all in my head now. I guess like East Coast were the only one. On they the, could probably the do Coast. another team in uh, the, the Ontario area. Yeah, maybe. It's you a big know. enough market. Ottawa, Ottawa had a team before as well. Yeah, and yeah. Hamilton could probably. It's yeah, that, weird. It's weird. Market. Like this, this is a league where there's been a lot of different teams, and you know some markets that didn't make it, and. Some markets like Halifax, it just like blows up right quick. So yeah, I think it all ties in. A lot of it ties into with the expansion teams and stuff. The success of that team, like you look at Halifax. Obviously, we've been a, such such a successful team because we've been able to uh, just have this like amazing fan base. We've had the results on on the on the field at this point now. So I think that's a big thing. Like you look at a team like Rochester, who's really struggling out of the gate, and New York, who's also struggling. You know, those are two expansion teams that are going to have a harder time attracting those fans. And uh, I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, uh, one of the things that I think the Thunderbirds Birds did uh, really well was they went out to the schools, uh, they interacted with the kids, uh, they they sh- showed them a little bit about lacrosse, mm-hmm. and a couple times I've seen that they were giving out free tickets, they were signing autographs, and so the kid comes home from school, he got a free ticket, one free ticket, so who do you think is going to take them? That's... So they're selling two adult tickets right there, right? Yeah, exactly. And the kid likes the game, and then the parents are going to take him, right? So I think it was definitely smart marketing by the Thunderbirds. Yeah, they've been awesome at that. 
I I just was looking up if Edmonton had won a. I can't find it because I think they took Saskatchewan's franchise like, records. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that franchise has won a couple. Cool. Finding lacrosse uh, records and stats can be uh, kind of difficult, eh? Yeah, the league is just n- one. Sorry. Yeah, they just won one, one uh, Champions Cup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the league is. Uh, it doesn't get as much exposure as obviously like the big, bigger professional leagues. So some of that stuff is harder to find online. Yeah, and it's it is not, for sure. It's not as like right at the, the tip of your finger. I find myself like always like look, trying to look up records, and I'm like <laughs> spending hours trying to find it. And it's like definitely not happening. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely not as easy, ex- easily accessible as. The NHL yeah. records, or yeah, uh, I mean, you look at the levels. NHL, of the, you got like thirty seconds, you can find that out. Yeah, but I think that's all about the you know the NHL has been around for over a hundred years, NLL is thirty something years. So, um, one one other thing I had was um, the last episode we played New England, so I was talking about Callum Crawford. Um, I had mentioned he had played his full career in New England, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> like Tyler said, I couldn't have been. More off on that one. Um, he's played for <laughs> seven teams, I believe. I, think. I don't. I, I didn't write them all down. Would have taken. Would have taken a page here. So I. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to correct. Yeah, those correct things happened. Yeah. yeah, Crawford. We obviously we touched on him because he absolutely owned us in the in the last game that we played against him. And yeah, uh, and I poked fun at his sneakers. His sneakers. Well, yeah. you were right about that. <laughs> what at color least. were they? They're like neon lime green. The bright, whole bright the green, whole yeah. thing. Like, Jeez, just, you won't miss them. No, you don't. But he's. A fantastic player. Tearing it up. Almost 80 points on the year now. So, <laughs> Yeah. He's fantastic. What's, what's this league? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what what was the other? Oh, yeah. The, the New York Riptide, they do play where the Islanders play. Yeah. It just didn't look like right, because it was. Because they're. Empty. Well, not. It was a different name. Yeah. That wasn't our. It was called. I don't remember what it was. But <laughs> it was called. Making some, up acronyms for. Yeah. It was something foolish. Yeah. Pretty empty arena, though, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. We looked at it's the. It's disappointing to see. because Obviously, you want to see. Yeah, there's three thousand and one people there. Yeah, that's so, terrible. Yeah, I mean, you want to see it. You want to see more than that. Just you want to see the league and a newer team succeed. But especially when they're trying to grow the game and to see exactly, markets yeah. like that clearly aren't doing as well is uh, definitely uh, not good to see. Yeah, but uh, you guys, what are we, Belly? What are we at there? Uh, Fifty-seven minutes. Okay, we'll make it an even hour. Yeah. Um. So I just the Thunderbirds, of course. Uh, I know we're not season ticket members. I'm going to be next year for sure. But they released their uh, 2021 pricing for the year. They released it early, a little bit earlier than you might think. But uh, obviously, they're they're super pumped to. Uh, get, they've been selling a ton of tickets, so they want to get that out there. But so if you want to sit in the prime seats, which is like I think they call it the orange section, it's like the first I think ten or tw- ten rows or something like that. Seven hundred bucks for the year. Pink section five fifty. Uh, the green section four fifty, and then the the blue which is on the uh, the ends is three hundred bucks. So pretty good deal. D and D, that's me. I'm gonna be going because this deal is awesome. Two hundred and fifty five bucks for lower bowl seats on the end. So Those yeah, really good price over, to watch professional. Across, yeah, I did like, some averages like for the uh, even for the better seats, even for the ones that are like seven hundred and five fifty, and you pay a little bit less, but the benefits that you get with it are kind of what tips it off. You get two ticket vouchers. A first round playoff ticket, so basically you get one extra game. Yeah, that's um, awesome. You get uh, access to like a payment plan. Obviously, like that's not super important, but for some people it probably is. Twenty percent off of the team store. That's a good savings. Three year price lock when tickets inevitably probably go up next year. You get that lock, and uh, there's also a a gift that if you order before June first, which I'm pretty sure is going to be another jersey. From some, what I read with some swag. Yeah, from what I read with their comments on their Facebook page, I think probably Charlie responded to somebody and kind of hinted at maybe being something okay. like a jersey. So hopefully they'll get uh, some more uh, season ticket holders now that the fan base is growing in Halifax. Oh yeah, you'll, I think you'll see their numbers go way up in terms of season ticket holders this year. Another good attendance in the last game there too. Yep. Yeah, eighty three something. I think it was over eighty three hundred. Yeah, that's so huge. Sunday Sunday afternoon game. Like that's I was, it was still it was still rocking crazy in there, man. Because yeah. like like lacrosse was not unheard of, but it wasn't a huge thing here in Halifax. And to see so many new fans coming out and uh, watching the Thunderbirds is just huge for the organization. Yeah, yeah. we we talk about it every time. Just the <laughs> yeah, new, new, I, new fans. It's I feel it's, like we repeat uh, ourselves. All yeah, the but time. like. It's every game though, because yeah. you're capturing more of the city every game. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like they're just 
there's people who got hit, hooked in what, what month? There's people who got hooked in December. Yeah. And now there's people getting hooked in, in March. I still see people uh, posting on social media saying, oh, I just attended my first game and I loved it. I'll definitely be back. So yeah. to see people coming on board that late in the season is uh, pretty great. Belly, what was... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what was the... Oh, you're not on the mic. Belly's not on the mic. No. Well, I was just going to say there was a nice little post there that Belly posted on High Button Sports uh, story there. Like before I came here, I saw the kid with the Thunderbirds hat. Oh, yeah. His... Uh, yeah, it's all good. His, yeah, yeah, I'll go. His... Uh, it was his first game. He's already in love. His dad posted it. You know, he had the two con. So. Yeah, I saw so many things like that. Like, yeah. I was approached by a guy. I was in the line to pay down in Scotia Square, and I had my my Clark Peterson uh, jersey that I won in the auction CP24. on, of course. CP24. That's yep. his, is that his dad that's Represent. interacting with us? Yeah, I think I his think name's so. Norm. That's no. him who yeah, he nice. follows. and resp- He told me, he's like, oh, you should get it signed. But Shout out Norm. It's already signed. Yeah. Shout out Norm Peterson. Yeah. NP24. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and a guy behind the line was like, a good game, eh? And I turned around and it was him and his, look, his son, like probably in his 20s. And the first game I've ever been to. He's like, we're coming back for sure. We love this. Like, we don't know a thing about the sport, but the atmosphere was amazing. We're coming back next next game. And it's like. Well, yeah, man, you and everybody else. We can, we can bring up next game. I know we touched on it, but we're going to wrap this up here, I think. But we got – what are we at? I'd say an hour, hour now. Hour I'd say four. four. Yeah, no, so – That's fine. Well, I know Whatever. Rochester's coming up the next two games, so we don't have a home game till April 18th. Yeah, it's going to be a long time without a game, but we got Rochester on the uh, 14th, and then we got a week off, and then we got him on the 28th. Yeah. I guess so, we'll be watching a lot of games on BNR Live. Yeah. That's yeah, true. shout out our uh, good friend, the color commentary guy. Yeah, Pat yeah. Gregoire. He's uh, he's going to come on the show, too. Yeah, hopefully. That'll be a good um, interview. But yeah, so two huge games. Uh, big opportunity for us to get a couple, hopefully get a couple wins, knock on wood. Rochester's really been really been struggling. I, th- I think I looked it up last night, and they haven't allowed uh, less than 12 goals yet this year. Well, they were. I think they were up 6-1 on Colorado, and Colorado beat them yesterday. So They hammered them. Did they not? Wasn't the the final? I don't remember what the final score was, but yeah, Colorado ended up winning. So they got pummeled. So, but it's definitely uh, a huge opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And then we wrote to Vancouver after that. So, yeah. um, anything else, gentlemen? I think that's it. A couple of big games coming up. Um, good episode. A little longer than the last few, but we've got a a third co-host now, so things are going to maybe be a little lengthier. So, yep. Dean, listen to it on the way to work and the way home, I guess. And for the for those of you who have been fans since the beginning. Uh, Obviously, I haven't been on the show in a while, but uh, the way I always leave you, go Thunderbirds, go! Somebody tell me how I'm supposed to be